Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mick Lynch, working-class fighter, union stalwart, and slayer of British TV presenters. Now, British trade unions are the biggest democratic movement in the country. They represent around 6 million workers, including, of course, key workers, pillars of society who were applauded by conservative politicians and rich bosses during the pandemic and then treated like crap by all of them. And yet they are routinely, the trade unions, demonised or ignored, certainly compared to the bosses of companies who are often treated on TV and in newspapers with deference and respect. So Mick Lynch, General Secretary of the Transport Union, the RMT, has been a bit of a nightmare for the media because rather than being rolled over by their often ignorant, obtuse and inane questions, he's turned the tables and eloquently put forward an, a persuasive case based on the actual facts, which, unfortunately for them, he knows inside out. Let's just start, shall we, with an interview by Mick Lynch. He's back on the airwaves because of a dispute. There's, I'm afraid, multiple disputes. One which was settled with the train operating companies in the RMT's favour, a massive victory for striking workers. But here's one, the current dispute, and here's how he explains it. Aren't you at risk of putting your members out of a job and out of work? Because frankly, you don't need people to drive trains and to guard them in the, in the way that you used to. You don't need staff in the, in the way that we used to have them before, because people can do it online, they can buy their tickets, they, they, they don't need as many staff. You could be putting your members at risk, aren't you? No, I don't think we are putting our members at risk. We're, we have pushed back on all the changes they want to make. It's no good having an app if you've got a drunken, unsocial behaviour uh, incident on a train station at night when women are seeking to go home from shift work, when nurses and care workers are looking for assistance on a platform. An app is no good to you if you're in a wheelchair and need to board a train with a a big gap at the interface. An app is no good to you when you get disrupted train services, when you get animals on the line or trespassers or whatever. None of that works. There isn't a train in this country, and there won't be for many decades, that can be driven without a train driver. But people want a guard on the train. They want their station staffed. We saw in the 80s and 90s when the, the trains were de-staffed that they became hostile environments, mugger's paradise, if you like. We want a friendly, secure, affordable railway that's in the hands of the people that run is run in the interest of the people and not for profiteers. But you, but you, okay, but you, you, say, you say, you say, you say. Yeah, you see, this is a problem with the media, which is often clearly steeped in a overtly political and ideological agenda. The media is not there in many of its forms or most of its forms to simply relay what's going on in the world let you know, you know, kind of information to inform you as a citizen so you can make accurate judgments about the society around you, which is a precondition for a genuine functioning, healthy democracy, which would be nice. Um, it's not just that problem, but they often have the most superficial understanding of the facts. Indeed, Mick Lynch here persuasively explains why stripping the rail network of what are crucial jobs will risk the safety of passengers, particularly vulnerable passengers. But of course, under capitalism, the British capitalism, uh, the interests or needs of the vulnerable are 
regarded as not just secondary, but way down the list compared to profit. Now, here's another clear explanation McLynch makes of this current dispute. When was the last time you spoke to government about trying to get this strike resolved? I think we spoke to government uh, back in January. It's been many months. The government is trying to remain aloof, but of course, in the contracts they have with the train operating companies, they are directly responsible and they're responsible for this deadlock and responsible for the fact that there's not a, a settlement. They've cost the country nearly £5 billion in the course of this dispute. They've given the train operating companies £900 million in subsidies and they've allowed them to pay £160 million of dividends over the last two years. So they're entirely responsible, but like Pontius Pilate, they want to wash their hands of it. I mean, they will, of course, say that you and your, your members have cost the country by, by going out on strike. You say there's an impasse and the government are the ones being the roadblock. What is it exactly that the government aren't allowing the rail delivery group to do? Well, the government has, has contracts with all these companies that say that the Secretary of State, Mark Harper, is directly responsible for industrial relations their negotiating stance and the conduct of the dispute. So they are demanding that our members put up with below inflation pay rises. We haven't had a pay rise for four years now and they've offered 5% when inflation over that period has probably been 25. They want to cut thousands of jobs out of the system. They want to shut every booking office in Britain. They want to get rid of catering. They want to get rid of engineering jobs. Uh, so there are a whole host of changes that they want to bring in which will be detrimental to the public and the service on the railway and the railway's future. And they're directly responsible for that. But of course, they've got, got a dogmatic approach to workers' wages. They're making working people poorer all over the country. And everywhere outside of Mark Harper's remit, we've got settlements. We've got settlements in Scotland. We've got settlements in Wales. We've got even got settlements with the private sector rail operators and the bus companies and all, everybody else we deal with, except where the Tory government controls the industry. We've got no settlement and we've got strike. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So really crucial points there, that where the Tories are in power, there's no settlement, but where they're not in power, there have been settlements. Um, I mean, bear in mind, as he says, these Conservatives are subsidising the rail operators. We have socialism for the rich and capitalism for the poor in this country. The rail network might be privatised, but we spend far more subsidy on subsidies now than we did in the days um, of nationalisation. And they gave this extra money uh, during the strike, during the pandemic, uh, uh, you know, money which could have been gone on increasing pay as well as letting 
as, as well as the fact they allowed operators to make ridiculous dividends or pay out ridiculous dividends to their shareholders, money which could have been invested in services, jobs, and wages. But this point about inconvenience, now, I wanted to take this head on. Now, okay, caveat, I'm no Mick Lynch, but here I was on Channel 5 not long ago taking on this point about workers going on strike in inconvenience. Are you fed up with rail strikes? Well, I'm not as fed up as the rail workers are. <laughs> They're the ones who are most fed up. They don't want to go on strike. You lose a day's pay. Uh, you know, look, people only go on strike as a last resort. You don't do it on a whim, uh, you know, partly because you lose pay yourself. Um, and, you know, the government and the, well, the train operating companies, but the government, frankly, I think, it's fair to say are pulling the strings behind a lot of what's happening here. That's certainly the suspicion of the unions. 4%, are they having a laugh? They are taking the mick. That's way below... That's less than half the rate of inflation. So, in practice, they're being offered a huge real-terms pay cut. Um, unless, without just basically telling the workers to go on strike, I don't know how more provocative the train operating companies could be, they're giving them a lower offer than, than other rail workers have have secured. It's worth noting that the RMT, who are now taking part along with ASLE, so ASLE for the Train Drivers Union, mm. RMT normally represent rail workers in other sections of the railways, not the train drivers mostly. Um, they're joining this action, but they, the RMT actually settled with Network Rail because they managed to get a reasonable offer. Obviously, no one wants this kind of inconvenience. Look, I mean, people who work on the railways are football fans or Eurovision fans and all the rest of it, but they've been forced into a position because they've had real terms pay cuts year after year. And a lot of people watching think, well, I've had to suffer that. Well, yeah, that's, be that's because in this country, unions have been so weakened that bosses think that they can just get away with paying their workers a pittance. So, it's ridiculous. Oh, you know, you're saying that it's the government pulling the strings. However, uh, Rail De Delivery Group, who is negotiating mm -hmm. this pay, they say that more strike action is totally unnecessary. It will only help put more pressure on an industry facing an acute financial crisis. Targeting uh, both the Eurovision and FA Cup final is disappointing. Do you think uh, that spokesperson has a point? Could Do you think rail workers lose sympathy in all of this? I think, to be honest, the, the sense you get when you speak to people, in a country where most people aren't members of unions anymore, which I think is very sad, join a union if you're not in a union, everyone, but, but, but I think a lot of people think to themselves, fair play, someone's actually standing up and fighting back, because what's happened over the last few years is people have seen, in real terms, their pay has shrunk. One study found recently that by 2026, the average British worker will be worse off than they were in 2008 on average. Mm. That is an unprecedented squeeze in wages. In fact, do you know how far you have to go back to, to, to witness such a long fall in real terms in wages? The Battle of Waterloo. In a bit, that was quite a while ago. That was before any of us were around or anyone watching. But, I mean, you know, a lot of people watching this, not all of you, but a lot of people watching are putting their feet up now for the weekend. Why do they have the weekend? Because the unions went out and fought for that. The weekend is one of the great gains won because people fought back. These things weren't won by, by workers writing polite letters and sitting around singing kumbaya. They were won because, I'm afraid to say, inconvenience was caused, and that inconvenience is why people at the top had to buckle and give something a consent. Now, these are crucial arguments to be made because one of the reasons we've had one of the worst squeezes in wages in this country well, the worst squeeze in wages literally since the early 19th century, one of the worst of any advanced nation or the so-called advanced nations, um, and we have so much inequality, uh, is because the trade unions got crushed and therefore the ability of workers to organise, to defend their wages, terms and conditions, got fatally undermined, indeed crippled by what happened to the trade unions. If we're going to build a society where workers do have purchasing power, which will mean less personal debt, less in work benefits, 
and a more equal and healthy society, then we need stronger trade unions. And that's why I think Mick Lynch's star shining so bright has been so important because it is galvanising others to fight back. That's what the transport, the rail workers have done. That's what nurses have done. That's what so many of the other workers have gone strike have done. And for those of us who want a society which is running the interests of workers rather than profiteering elites, that can only be a good thing. Cool. Cheers, everyone. Please like and subscribe. Do support us on patreon.com forward slash OJZ4. Listen to us on the podcast. See you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.